In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as most of the time, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? Dude, dude, wake up. No, wake up, wake up. How are you? <laughs> uh, uh, good. I, you know, life's just been, you know, busy. No, I, um, I'm good. I, I've gotten some. I've recovered from from a long weekend with, as people who've listened to the show, know. Um, there's some family stuff going on in my life that, that deprived me a little bit of some sleep this weekend, and that's okay. Um, but uh, uh, sincerest apologies. I was definitely looking forward to reviewing SummerSlam and uh and didn't get to um because i i was so exhausted i fell asleep during our podcast and so i feel horrible and i i want to issue an apology to all of our fans out there because um that sucked so you can tweet at me um and smarks will probably tell me that i have a tweet <laughs> but uh yeah so that's that's been where life's been for me um, so sincerest apologies to our fans. Um, cancer sucks, by the way. So yes, have cancer. <laughs> um, just so everyone uh, remembers, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnusco Podcast Network. So make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com and check out the other shows on the network. Um, if you are new to this particular uh, segment in our shows, the Fantasy Booking Institute, the premise is simple. We're going to take turns challenging the other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance, usually. Um, so it's entirely off the cuff. Uh, before we get into it, I would like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so we can continue to grow. Um, you can also head on over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu. Support us there to get access to some sweet perks like our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting for our classic pay-per-view reviews. Voting is up right now for this uh, for uh, August review, which will be closing voting here pretty soon because it's about time to record. Um, as well as monthly Ask Me Anythings and the ability to be invited on this very show to challenge us to book whatever fantasy scenario you have for professional wrestling. How cool was that? What was what? How cool is that? Oh, you said, what was what was that? I was like, that's that's a strange line to say. Um, I don't know what it was. I didn't hear anything. But we will get into the Fantasy Booking Institute because uh, in a programming note, uh, D.A. Fabe and I have been talking for over an hour um, off air about non-wrestling related stuff. So it is now uh, way later than it normally is when we start the recording. And it is, we always record these at night because both of us have uh, day jobs that take up a lot of our daytime. And both of us have to be up for work tomorrow. So we will kind of roll into this pretty quickly here. However, I am certain that mine is going to be a relatively long one. So, um, eh, not super long, but not as long as some of mine are, but still. 
always kind of. Uh, DA Fabe, you want to go first or you want me to sure. go first? No, I can go first. It's okay. Fine. That way, that way, when I fall asleep, it's just you and yours. Um. No, my, <laughs> mine's going to keep you awake. It's going to be super exciting. Very, very involved. Um, first and foremost, um, uh, I do want to give my rundown on on SmackDown or on Survivor Series. It was an exceptional show. Uh, I would say there was only one match that I did not like, um, and that was Dominic's just not ready and certainly is not made to be Ray. Um, he's made to be Dominic, and this is this is WWE WWE's opportunity to say be the best you, not the best somebody else or the next somebody else. So um, that's the only downside I would give to that entire show. Uh, and that includes Roman coming back, which I was pretty excited about. So yeah. spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. Um, there have been a lot of people who railed against Roman coming back and, and blah, blah, blah. So now they're shoving him down our throats. I'm I'm happy to see Roman back. Um, I, I will 100% say you and I have talked about it before. Um, it's the so-called smarks that really like to talk about Roman and give him a bunch of crap. But if you go to a live event, which no one's going to a live event right now, but when live events are back, or if you remember going to a live event, when Roman came out, the pop was real. The the dude has star power. um, And he's not as bad of a wrestler as people give him. Yes, I get it. I don't like his stupid shotgun cocking his arm move. I don't like his uh, ooh-wah, then, then pound the floor before he spears someone move. Those are all things. Hey, here's the deal. Those are all things that come back to um, Vince McMahon saying, you you need to do these to to show people you're the big dog. You need to do have this thing you do before you do your finishing move to your signature moves, you know, or whatever. Um, but uh, the guy's got skill, and he's got a lot of charisma and, and a lot of star power. The problem that most of us smarks have had with him is feeling like he's being shoved down our throat. Um, And a lot of that, I think, stems from having him as the face of the company. Um, And I truly mean the word face there. We've been asking for years for a Roman Reigns heel turn where Roman finally gets to be not the good guy anymore, right? I'm not even 100% saying he has to be full on heel, but just not the goody two shoes guy, right? And we don't want sh- the face of the company to be goody two shoes. No, we That's don't. We didn't want it. We didn't want it when John Cena was goody twos. We didn't want it when Rock was goody two. It's it, it has been since Hulk Hogan's original WWE run pre WCW that we wanted goody two shoes face face of the company right the modern wrestling fan prefers a face of the company that has a little bit more depth and a little bit more ambiguity to him a stone cold uh, a cocky rock a um even even heck even cocky hollywood hogan um heel hollywood hogan was a better face of the company than than smarmy goody two-shoes face guy right um, yeah. It's the it's the reason Lex Luger as face of the company failed, uh, be, because you can only cheer so much for the chiseled jaw. Oh gosh, gee, face right. You Jim Duggan eat your vitamins, kids. Jim Duggan never got over as the face of a company 
uh, with his gimmick. He got over as a as a gimmick character um, where we would laugh at him when he'd come out and go, oh, and he'd and we swing around him. two by four. And we loved him, but no one ever put him as the face of a company because they knew it wasn't going to work, right? Correct. So Roman Reigns shows up in a shirt that says, wreck everyone and leave, um, and then proceeds to destroy the Fiend and then break a chair over Braun Strowman's back before going in and destroying the Fiend again. So he destroyed both a face and a heel, and a face that was sort of turning heel, and a heel that was sort of turning face, all in one time. You know what I mean? <coughs> Correct. Uh, and that's the Roman Reigns that I'm excited to see. Um, you know, when he comes out on SmackDown, and yes, we already know he's being put into a triple threat match, uh, him, Braun Strowman, and The Fiend at Payback. Um, and in reality, that's the best use of making a pay-per-view one week after another pay-per-view, right? Have Did to be we something... really think that we would ever see Braun there to take the loss? <laughs> yeah, and that's the deal. So I'm excited to see Roman Reigns back. I'm excited to see what they do. Now, does that mean that I'm going to um, just take whatever they throw at me? If they put him back to the, uh, I exude confidence because I think people like that sort of character, I'm out again on it but if they have him be the anti-hero who just comes out and destroys people and then wrecks everyone and then leaves i'm all for it give me it i'll do it right yep um so i i was excited i you know i i mentioned it on the review i was spoiled of the fact that he was gonna show up again um someone i think it was ryan satin um might have been ryan satin might have been one of the other people um uh, tweeted earlier in the day that his insiders are reporting that WWE had produced a whole lot of Roman Reigns shirts to go on sale, merch to go on sale as soon as SummerSlam was over. And uh, that's a big red flag that Roman Reigns was going to come back. And there's no other time they're going to bring Roman Reigns back than near main event or main event, right? Yeah. Um, and so when uh, we had the... Uh, penultimate event and there was no Roman Reigns. I knew he was going to appear sometime during the main event. Sure enough, there he was right after the main event. So I was spoiled by it, but at the same point, I was still excited for it. I still enjoyed the way they did it. I also, there was no way they could have done it with that much skill in front of a live crowd because in front of a live crowd, we would have heard the crowd reacting to him 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds before we saw him on screen. Because a live crowd, again, the pop for Roman is real. Uh, but yeah. the fact that they didn't have a live crowd there meant even the people in the Thunderdome didn't see him until he was on screen. Uh, True. And, and that made, made him appearing and just wrecking the Fiend even more impactful in my book. So... In a way, they made the best out of the bad situation of the pandemic for uh, for WWE there. But anyways, uh, yeah, if you had anything more to add to your SummerSlam, otherwise, let's get on with the fantasy booking. Oh, I'm sure I would have, but, you know, sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, what? 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 Sorry. But 
So were you wanting to do your fantasy uh, booking yeah, first? I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. So last night we had a reintroduction or an introduction of a, an NXT star to the main roster and not a call up call of some an NXT star called down to the main roster and it was Keith Lee and there was new music and I thought to myself as I discussed this with you tonight, actually, a little bit from last night's stuff. Um, gosh, remember when there used to be wrestlers that that wrestled to actual music, like CM Punk to uh, Cult of Personality? He would come out to that. Or, um, gosh, uh, uh, Triple H came out to... Um, the game or King of Kings, either one of those two, you know, and there's, there's just been, um, I am a real American for Hulk Hogan, you know, but we don't have that now because WWE produces all the music, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so, and we, we do have it to a certain degree, but it's no longer with like popular artists, like, and I say right. popular, but big name artists. So we say like, like Roland like, for yeah. the undertaker. Yeah. We, we no longer have that. Now we have it with a band like Poppy, who does themes for a whole bunch of people on NXT. Or um, oh, I can't remember the name of the band that does uh, Shinsuke's theme song right now, but it's an actual group. But it's not a group that we know. Yeah. You know. So I'm going to have you take five wrestlers, WWE wrestlers. I want to get specific about it because, you know, taking Jericho and saying, hey, have him come out to Fozzie. Um, that's not going to work, by the way. Um, take five wrestlers and just give them new entrance themes that are actual songs. Okay. Five WWE wrestlers with actual song entrance yeah, themes. Something simple tonight. Nothing so, too advanced. I'm just trying to think who I would want. And give choose. me why, obviously. I mean, they'll just yeah. be like, well, Roman Reigns is going to come, or uh, Braun Strowman is going to come out to uh, Korn. Because that doesn't work. <laughs> I, I my the first one that comes to me is I think Alistair Black could use uh, a music, um, new music that uh, first of all doesn't come with the stupid creaking door sound. Because <sighs> I'm sitting up. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean I I get it. It's supposed to sound like the coffin creaking open because he's a vampire, right? Except, but it's not his really. His character's a not a vampire. That's not the character. Um, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, Alistair Black coming out to um, kind of a goth rock song. Maybe uh, After the Flesh by My Life with a Thrill Kill Cult. Um, something like that. Um, God, I really thought you'd go with Romstein there for him. I was kind of hoping, actually, in fact. Romstein wouldn't be horrible. Um but I I just like I don't know I I think I like a little bit more goth rock and Rammstein sure. more metal um, yeah. yeah and so you know and anybody who knows my life with the Thrill Kill Cult or uh, knows a little bit of goth rock sort of stuff uh, could probably uh, see that song was featured heavily in the soundtrack to The Crow which featured a lot of kind of industrial goth rock songs sure um, and and there's probably two or three that i could have put from from the crow soundtrack uh to an alistair black but i just keep thinking after the flash 
um, sounds pretty good for him. So I like it. So I think I think that would be my number one. Um, number two, a little tougher than you probably think it is, but um, I don't know, man. I, I've got a couple in my head already, but but you've been thinking about it for like an hour because you were. That's true. <laughs> you know. Um, one just popped into my head though, so I think I'll say it while you think. I I would I would do Hey Ya for for by I think it's Outcast that does Hey Ya. Yep. Um, and I would do that for um, oh my gosh, he's the he's the U.S. champion. Um, you, you're uh, talking Apollo. Yeah, Apollo. I think that'd be. I think that song fits him. Yeah. He's fun. Yeah, it could fit him. It also could fit like the Street Profits in a way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could see them, or or them coming out to. Uh, I don't know. Hey, y'all probably still fits them better. I was thinking Miss Jackson, one of the other Outcast songs. No, but you know what'd be but, good for the Street Profits? Beastie Boys, right? Fight for your right to party. Even though it's a way big throwback, that yeah. would be legit. <laughs> um, if. If WWE wasn't intent on keeping things a little bit more PG, I would say Street Profits Gin and Juice. Oh, yeah. Rolling down the street, smoking a hand sipping on gin and juice. Yeah, because they want the smoke. That That's perfect, man. <laughs> so, but I know WWE would never do gin and juice, uh, even though they've got his cousin on their roster. Which really means we should probably find a, a Snoop Dogg song for Sasha Banks to come out with. Um, Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, no, no, that's not what you want to put for Sasha. No, sorry. I, I would prefer the Ben Folds version of it um, because I think that's hilarious for me. But um, so... So I'm gonna I'm gonna count Street Profits Gin and Juice as one of mine. Just so okay. you know. I'm That's counting. a solid one. I'm I up like to two it. now. I tallied it. Yeah. It's uh, mar- it's marked on the paper. Um Ruby Riot coming out to uh something classic um um punk would be really good. I'm you, just... So this is big. Are you gonna go with a female punk like early Avril? Or are you going to actual punk music? Um, well, I'm going older than than uh, Avril, so um, so that's that's for certain that it's. Not, I'm not saying it couldn't be female a female punk, but I'm thinking way uh, way more classic punk than Avril. Um, I'm there's part of me that is thinking um, like the Clash's "Rock the Casbah." Uh, because I really think she needs to envelop the the really classic, like old school punk vibe, the n- never mind the bollocks Sex Pistols era sort of a thing. Yeah, I was and, just, some Sex Pistols would be good. And um, so I'm just trying to uh, think of what one do I would I want for her. Um, let's creep Bach by the Ramones, possibly. Uh, I'm looking through them too. Ooh, dead Kennedys, kill the poor. Possibly, possibly. Um, I'm not gonna do "Pay to Come" by Bad Brains because I know that wouldn't work. We're looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not gonna be okay. Nazi uh, punks, fuck, fuck off. That's a recent one by Dead Kennedys. Yeah, and also still fitting. Yes. Ooh, Bikini Kill, Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. Okay. 
I think that one might be the winner. Uh, I like that. I think that one probably. That's at least leading my... There's still part of me that, that thinks that maybe maybe Kick Out the Jams by MC5 could be also a good one. Jeez, there's so many options. But I just like the idea of her her hitting some classic punk um, and Kick Out the Jams uh, fits because her finishing move is a kick. So uh, that's kind of where... Ah, oh, jeez. No. Oh, oh, nope. I got it. I got it. it. This might be too on the nose. This might be too on the nose. Uh, are you familiar with the band Dead Milkman? No, I'm not. Yeah. They were kind of, they still are, kind of proto-punk. Like, the storyline behind Dead Milkman is uh, they were friends in college who were drew a cartoon for a their college paper about a punk rock band and uh, then decided, well, why don't we just form a punk rock band? Um, and so they used pseudonyms and all of this stuff to create it, but um, they had some great songs, but one of my favorite songs by them is called Punk Rock Girl. I'm listening to it right now as we talk. <laughs> um, and uh, this, uh, so much of their music is subversive. I feel um, like you have to skip the intro for it, though. Quite possibly, there is a little bit of an intro to it, but yeah, uh, but I don't know that. I think that one, like I say, it might be a little too on the nose for my thoughts on her, and so uh, Bikini Kill might be a better option for her, or Kick Out the Jams. Um, but I really like Punk Rock Girl, so. <sighs> well, I mean, it's fitting. I mean, it's just it's one of the more up, upbeat punk rock songs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I, th- I think I like the bikini kick. Anyway, so, all right, so that's three. That's three. Um, so so much of it now is actually choosing the wrestler first and then figuring out, you know, so I'm just going through the roster and going, yeah, who would be great here, you know, type who, of thing. Yeah. Who do I think desperately needs a new ring, uh, a new entrance song, and can I... Uh, make a better one than what they currently have. Because, um, like, like I love Finn Balor, but it'd be hard-pressed for me to choose an instant song ju- better than what that at all. You know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, wow, Pat McAfee's already listed on the active roster Wikipedia page. Um, so many other options, and I'm just trying to... Um... There's a ton that need new, need something to pop them. Yeah, there's a, a ton. I feel like I feel like I should choose something new for Akira Tozawa. Uh, I see it, but I don't know what you would choose. But I don't know what I would choose. But he desperately needs something new. And uh, kung fu fighting. No, because I, I I would like to move him to something that uh, doesn't uh, scream out comedy act. And if you give him kung fu fighting, that's 100 <laughs> comedy act. And so um, I just don't know. I don't know if I have something offhand for. Uh, uh, I think I think I would uh, change our truths theme song. Uh, what? And I would change it to John Cena's uh, Doctor of Thugonomics theme song. <laughs> uh, because of his childhood idol, John Cena. <laughs> That's gold. That is absolute gold. They definitely should do that. They already own it. <laughs> I'm just saying, have him come out with word life. <laughs> word life. 
<laughs> yeah, light, L I T E. The big old chain around his neck. Have him start wearing the long jean shorts. <laughs> but, but crucially, he's not a black machismo sort of thinking he's John Cena. He is an homage to John Cena because he wants to yes. make his childhood hero, John Cena, proud. Proud. Yes. That's, that's that's important. That it's not that he thinks he's John Cena. No, him and him and little Jimmy want to make him proud. I would totally change change Daniel Bryan's, and I know that there's something to be said for the symphonic. I'm trying to remember what that's called. The the piece that he uses, but yeah. I mean, I I get. I think Daniel Bryan's choice for that theme song is. It, in a way, and I no, don't get me wrong, I've never read a, like an article that specifically states this or not, but I mean, remembering that uh, Macho Man came out to what we would now call the graduation song. Yes, Pomp and um, Circumstances. Pomp and yes. Circumstances. Uh, uh, you know, that that I, I feel in my heart that Daniel Bryan's coming out to that. It's kind of an homage to him, an homage to the Nature Boy. <sighs> Uh, his theme song, you know, all of that stuff going back to this old thing. So, uh, so I can see that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not 100% down with uh, Rise of the Valkyries for him myself. Um, so I'm at four now, correct? Yep. So I need one more. Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods needs a solo theme song. In fact, okay. frankly, all of the New Day should have a solo theme song of their own, in my opinion. But okay. Xavier Woods theme song quite possibly might be the most expensive of the theme songs I've said so far to license. Okay. You think Nintendo's going to license that off for, for, for free? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. They, they are going to... Because it, for Xavier Woods, that's so perfect with his entire YouTube channel, entire yeah. presence being based off of video games, licensing him to come out to the Super Mario theme song. And there is no more, no more recognizable song in video nope. game world. Nope. Um, and the thing is, you could start a trend with it where uh, after he's had it for a year or two, you know, he changes, and then this time instead of coming out to uh, Super Mario Brother, he comes out to the Legend of Zelda theme song, which is up there. Yeah. Um, or or the Sonic the Hedgehog theme song, but only if it starts with Sega. <laughs> you can't have Sonic the Hedgehog without that, in my opinion. Uh, but to start off for this challenge, it is the Super Mario theme song for Xavier Woods to come out to. Um, that is that is my perfect perfect that almost right i like that one a lot just embracing his original mm -hmm. i think that's so perfect and here's the deal like i said it very well might be the most expensive one to do long term um but if they could even license it just for a short term for a couple pay-per-views here and there like when he finally returns to in-ring action um have that be the theme song you know start off with Big E coming it's a new day yes it is and then do 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 do
Steph Kofi come out to his old original theme and then <laughs> Biggie do something else along with it. So one I do want to throw at you um, that I thought of while we were talking. Since Roman's coming back as and and we have yet to see if they've changed his theme music. Um from the bottom, bottom, bottom. Since, since he's going kind of bad guy y ish, we're hoping. I think sabotage would be really cool for him. Mm-hmm. Where he just comes out and he's just sabotaging the whole situation. Just everything. Like he, he is an agent of chaos in a different way than, than Bray is. And I think it, it has the, I can't stand it. I, I, I don't know. I would enjoy that myself and one of my favorite beastie boy songs yes it is i mean yo it's right and up it can there. Be temporary i mean he can eventually go back to yeah i've always had a problem with him coming into that if only because of this and and frankly i think it plays into uh what we were talking earlier about with my theory as to why um why the uh smarks out there didn't like him because it was a very lightly modified version of the shield intro mm-hmm. and fans liked that when the shield came out and they felt like it was a bait and switch when the music would play and it's not the shield it's just roman yeah with so, the, really the only difference being there wasn't the introdu- introduction yeah, there of wasn't a, sierra, sierra hotel, hotel indigo, indigo echo, echo lima, lima delta so so i think that played into part of why fans felt like it was a bait and because they they were like no he took the music so in that respect i think if he would have started off with a totally different theme song right off the bat i think he potentially could have uh could have been a little bit more successful right off the bat Uh, so i'm gonna go ahead and go on record if vince really does listen to us this is a horrible idea vince horrible idea don't change roman's music yeah, oh, it's, it's so bad it would be the worst thing in the world right uh people people would think that you're stupid for doing it yeah yeah people would be like oh i wish eric bischoff ran this company yeah they'll hear boodum 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 yeah yeah i think it worked <laughs> i don't i don't know did he say we'll have to wait no okay We'll wait till Friday to find out. Yeah, we'll find you out on Friday. <laughs> My wife is going to be so pissed because I haven't had a chance to tell her yet. She'll probably find out when listening to this episode. Um, but I haven't had a chance to tell her that there's also a pay-per-view on Sunday because uh, she's Again. pretty used to having like a week or two off from Sunday pay-per-views after one. Um, <laughs> and and to break it to her that there's one this Sunday and then another one next Saturday. And then to break it to her that the one this Sunday is from the same company yeah. that the one last Sunday was. So. <sighs> oh, so. so on that note, we will move on to my challenge for you. And it's actually a challenge for both of us because it's another one of those uh, that... Uh, my idea was originally for if JLB was here, you could go back and forth on picking. But um, since he is not here, it'll be you and I going back and forth on picking. So we're drafting. Something. We are drafting, yes. Um, but here, uh, ultimately, 
I don't know if we will uh, if we will specifically um, go through like the finals of this sort of a thing, the winner in the end. I think this is more about choosing choosing the entrance than necessarily how it comes out. Um, so I joked about it when uh, JLB sent the message that he wasn't going to be able to join us tonight. I joked that, ah, man, because I was planning on having you book an all-Canadian Royal Rumble. Oh, my God, you're going to do it. And and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, we're going to do that when he's not here. Ah, Jesus. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, JLB, you're not going to get to be a part of this. Um, so the, the question I have for you, I will give you the option, uh, because you will get to help decide how far this goes. Uh, do we want to do a full 30 person Royal Rumble or do we want to just keep it a 20 person Rumble? Are we including women? We are including women. Let's go 30. Go 30. Boom. I, I, I feel like there was, there's enough. I feel like off the top of my head, I can do 20 by myself. So, and yes, some of those are going to overlap, but some of them are not. And so, yeah. Okay. So that means 15 each. Um, and we are going to, let's, let's just for the sake this of. This is an all time, right? This isn't just yes, right now. This is, this is all oh, time, all time, mixed gender, Royal Rumble, traditional Royal Rumble rules. Two people start. Every X number of minutes, another person enters. Over the top rope, both feet hit the ground. And they have to be from Canada? From Canada, yes. Okay. So, um, and that's important to note because if you pull up the Wikipedia page for Canadian male professional wrestlers, um, it, for some reason or other, claims that both uh, Rocky Johnson and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson are Canadian. Um, And Rocky Johnson... um, is Canadian, but Dwayne Johnson is Canadian by birth, but not by being raised. Like he was raised here in America. Oh, uh, he was in Canada. Well, no, his dad was Canadian. That's my point. Is oh, okay. So, um, but he, as far as I've been able to tell, and um, I'm standing here looking across the room at my um, uh, The Rock says uh, autobiography. Um, and trying to remember when I read it, but as far as I can remember from it, he he was raised entirely in the United States. Yeah, Florida. Yep, Florida. Um, so so he's he's Canadian by by genetics, but not by which well, means he's not really Canadian by genetics because then he'd have to be Inuit or Eskimo or well, yeah, he he's Canadian by her- tribe heritage. Right. We'll say it that way, heritage, but not by. A Toen. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, I'm, I've got to find it again because I have to look up here. It also listed uh, Stu Grayson um, from the Dark like Order was. as Canadian. Um, and I, I got to make sure because they made a joke about him being French on being the elite this week. Um, could be, now, it could be, could be French Canadian. Yeah, it could be Quebecian. Um, yeah, so I'm, I just got to look to see. Uh, Born Victoriaville, Quebec, Canada. Fair enough. So he is indeed French Canadian. Um, so I just had to check. But so it's important just to note that that if you go to Wikipedia and you search for Canadian male professional wrestlers, the list that they come up with does include people who are of Canadian heritage, but not necessarily raised in Canada. Um, 
but it still gives you a good uh, rundown uh, of of them. And there also is a page for Canadian female professional wrestlers, although it seems a little um, light on overall wrestlers. So I can't help but think there are some that probably um, should be on here um, and for some reason aren't represented. But anyways, that's beside the point. Okay. So... Um, and since I am challenging you, I will allow you to choose the first entrant in the... Um, and once again, we are drafting these in order of entry. Okay. Um, oh, that means we need some pop early on. <sighs> and again, it's all time, so it's also all promotion. Owen. Ooh, are they two different characters? Can you have Owen um, and the Blue Blazer? I am going to, uh, for ease of this, say um, the only way that you can do that is if you make a serious uh, argument for him being eliminated as the other character first. For instance, you can't have Owen Hart and the Blue Blazer in at the same time, so you would have to say because they're the same person, right? Same, like, you you can't have a Royal Rumble with Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, uh, Dude Love, and uh, mankind all at the same time, you know, because they're all in there, you know. Um, so um, if if you make an argument that Owen Hart is eliminated, then you could bring in the Blue Blazer. But for simplicity, um, I'm probably not going to do that. So. Okay. But for me, you talking about getting some uh, pop to start things off, um, uh I think uh, th- this would be a phenomenal pop because it's something that could never happen in reality. But I think the first or the second entry should be Kenny Omega. Ooh. I like uh, it. Seriously, even just for five minutes, Owen Hart and Omega in the ring at the same time. Why can't we have nice things? <laughs> because Owen would be very old right now. That's well, why. yeah, but this time travel, so okay, that should be allowed. All right, we're gonna um, we're gonna introduce our first female wrestler, um, okay. and and I'm gonna bring out Angelina Love. Okay, um, I am going to stay male for this entry. Um, I don't want to do that, but I think that's a lightning rod. So, um, yeah, we already said that one, so you need to wait a little while before you put that in. Yeah, I think you know which one. I think, I think, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think he has to be in. I just think it's farther down the line. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thought process as well. Uh, uh, he he definitely, I think, would have to be in at some point, and so we'll see if one of us chooses him first, but, um, well, you know what? I think right now it would be uh, wouldn't be a good Royal Rumble Rumble without a monster in it. So PCO goes in. <laughs> I was like Braun Strowman is not from Canada. <laughs> no, but PCO is undead man. Yes. So yeah. and um, I think that would be so. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay some homage to our our famous Canadian friend, um, who who is a wonderful wonderful co-host that we missed right now um or that we're missing right now and i'm gonna go ahead and and draft ginger mahal ginger ginger mahal yes because he would not want him in there number one and number two um you know gotta mispronounce a couple names during this yes 
Ginger Mahal. Ginger Mahal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then Which after this, the winner be... gets to go face Cody Rose. <laughs> Which could also be um, um, if they decided to do a Santina Santino type thing, that could be the female version of Ginger Mahal. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's just a mispronunciation tonight. Ginger, Ginger Mahal. Um, I, um, you know what? I think. I think it is the perfect time. You've already brought in Angelina Love. Um, I think it's time for another girl to join. And I think it'd be hard to imagine a 30-person all-Canadian battle royal without Trish. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, There's just not as many women, so I was trying to space them out a little bit more. And, um, and I agree. I mean, like I said, I mean, there's there's a and like here's the deal is there's there's like Rosemary. I love Rosemary, um, so she might have to get in there. But you get a lot of like current kind of indie wrestlers that it's hard to make an argument that they belong in this all Canadian all time battle royal. You know what I mean? Uh, like I love Chelsea Green, but it's hard for me to put her in there above you know, Bret Hart, you know, or something, you know what I mean? But yeah. Trish definitely has a very strong uh, reason to be in there. So go on from there. Okay. Um, I think we need to bring in some current wrestlers. And so I'm going to bring in Kyle O'Reilly. Ooh, I love O'Reilly. That's why I brought him in. Also, I, think he's a, I think he's one of the guys you could have in there for a long time, along with uh, Omega. I feel like those are the only two we've mentioned so far that are expected to be in the final ten. Yeah. Maybe um, Trish. You could say Trish, maybe, but I think she would have to go in later to do yeah. it. PCO, potentially, just from a standpoint, you know, he can take a whole Science. lot of beating, and you just you think to yourself, how is he not dead? <laughs> Very true. And then he does some more stuff, and you're like, seriously, how is he not dead? And uh, then he does some more stuff, and you're like, okay, this is definitely going to kill him, right? <laughs> and then he's not dead. And you're like, holy crap, how did that happen? Um, so along the same lines of people who definitely would need to be in this sort of a thing, uh, and you could make an argument could stay around to the end, Edge since he's back in yeah. wrestling now. Uh, but, I mean, he definitely, in terms of, like, I'm not saying he beats beats Bret Hart in the Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame sort of a thing, but he definitely is in a discussion. You know what I mean? So I'm a little frustrated that Davey Boy's on here. Oh, that's Davey Boy Jr. on this list. Okay. Yes. Bye, Marin. So, um, you know, in, in that same mold, I, I think as an older wrestler from way back when um god it's even tough to there's a there's several that i feel like if we leave them out we won't be doing proper honor to canada um but i'm gonna go with the elder stasiak stan stasiak though i enjoyed sean Moore. yeah i enjoyed sean stasiak as well but uh his dad is definitely, definitely better known for his Canadian heritage. So I had to uh, suddenly realize that there is a second page to that Wikipedia yes, page. Um, and and I realized it because I was looking for a name that I knew was should be on there. And I was like, why is it not on here? Uh, because it cuts off um, three quarters of the way through the S's. Um, so I think you probably know 
who I am going with. Are they going with Val Venus or John Tenta? That's what I'm thinking. No, I am going with the foreigner, Lance Storm. God dang it, I was planning on actually ruining that for you. My goal was to ruin that for you. It was actually my next one just to make sure I ruined it for you. Ha ha! that makes me sad, mm. but I feel like there's other spots I can I can CBU here. Um, he's not on. Oh, he is on page two. Yeah. So I'm at a CBU um, with Petey Williams because I feel like he's also somebody you're a big fan of. Not nearly the Landstorm level fan, but yeah, I like Petey. I don't know if I was thinking of putting him on this list. So uh, oh, he's fantastic I, for this he, type of match, though. He is fantastic for it. There are just so he's many also a other great guy to push off the top corner. Like he, who's brave enough to go up on the ropes yeah. to try and execute a maneuver in it, and with a very full ring. And I think this is the time to do it. And first time he's successful, and second time he's not. Yep. I uh, like I say, this is just a um, overabundance of options that makes it tough for me to have chosen BD Williams. He is phenomenal for this this particular type of match, uh, but like for me putting in that thing, I will go ahead uh, in the same thing uh, nominate someone who probably is not high on your list at first and wasn't going to be high on my list because at first I didn't think he was Canadian but I had to look at it. Uh, Vampiro. Yeah, I saw that but, too and I was like, ooh, that's fun. But this, this, it's important to note that this is um, you know, late 90s Vampiro uh, not current semi-retired and has uh, Alzheimer's I think he announced that he has now. Anyways, um, so so it's sad he's get, he's going through some really tough things now but that's why i want i like the idea of honoring him by putting him in this in his classic kick-ass goth phase so how many in are we 10 um we right now are 12 in yes okay we're getting at a point where where some of the risk i don't want to take towards the end um and so it would be foolish to not have Brett in this match and Brett coming in at 13. I believe also matches up for when he won the Royal Rumble. I think that's the number he came in at when he won. Um, Possibly. I'd have to look up that statistic, but no, that's a great, great get for there. Um, I, I am going to choose what, what very well might be not guaranteed to be because there's, there are some other potentials for this, but it, there's also a lot of reason that it might be the last uh, female wrestler put in this particular list. Not because there aren't any other worthy female wrestlers, uh, but more because there are so many worthy male wrestlers and we've only got so many but gail kim is going in. okay i figured that's where that was going i was i was hoping I, it wasn't so that i could put her in but that's yeah. fine I, but that's the i think i can't see any other on the list that i currently have of female canadian professional wrestlers which i once again i don't think is a complete list but I, I'd be hard pressed. It's, to, I mean, Maurice and Natty both have a place on this list, but possibly. But again, we've only got you so know, six spots. more spots each to uh, to fill, and there are a lot of males that. Yes, there are. I would have a hard time. I mean, we're gonna end this with a bunch of wrestlers that should be on this list, and we couldn't we find take some serious heat. Yeah. 
Um, so, that, I mean, there's a good chance that we're going to get to the end of this list and we're going to then list off 15 more women that are more men or women that really should be on this list uh, that we passed up for one reason or another. You know, so. Uh, but I think Gail Kim is one of the women that definitely deserves to be on the list one way or another. So, so we're going to round out one of one set of Canadian besties here. Um, and we're going to bring Christian cage in. Uh, I say round out one set of Canadian besties. Cause if the other two don't get on here as well, or three, cause there are really three of these that are known to be very close friends, um, in the other group that should be on it so mm-hmm. or have at least played best friends in some way shape yes well um i i may be for my choice choosing at least one of those because again kind of like you said with bret hart this is someone who uh i don't want to risk not making it in in some way and i also don't want to risk uh you putting him in in front of me uh so chris jericho chris jericho <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, well, let's just keep, let's get all of that group in fairly quickly. Um, I'm going to take KO. You can take Sammy later whenever you want to take him. <laughs> um, I don't think, I don't think now is the right time for Sammy, but I agree. He's most likely going to be coming in here in a second. Um, I just think there's a lot of, oh, so many, there's so many names that I want to put on here and like, there's some that I want to put on here, but I'm like, no, this isn't the right match for them, or this isn't the right place in a match for. Them. Like Abdullah the Butcher belongs. If we were just doing a list of 30 top 30 Canadian professional wrestlers, Abdullah the Butcher would belong on this list. But a Royal Rumble is not the best use of uh, Abdullah the Butcher, you know. No. So um, no, 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 no. no. Now, so um, I am going to use uh, someone who has some experience in Royal Rumbles, I believe, uh, but I don't think he ever won one. Um, uh, but Roddy, I was I'm glad that that went in there. Uh-huh. I'm gonna br- bring in um, a guy who's known for being Canadian. Um, in fact, his gimmicks were being Canadian, um, and he was Canadian, and he. Uh, uh, definitely gives homage to our RCMP because the Mountie Jacques Rougeau is going to go in right now. You can call him whichever one of those two names you want to. He's only going in once. He was yeah. a mid quarter at best. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, but you can't you can't leave him out. Either. No. I was mostly struggling with uh, my American brain was struggling with how to spell uh, uh, Rougeau. Uh, so can, can, can I go back and, and mispronounce that only in an American style? Rogugis. Rock Jock Roguji. Rogugis. Oh. <laughs> um, this is not to make fun of Jacques Rougeau, folks. This is to make fun of JLB. Just yes. so everybody's clear. Yes, very clear. Very, very clear. We are not making fun of uh all Canadians. We are making fun of one specific Canadian. <laughs> Um, do, 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 for my next choice, so many options. It's just it trying to limit it down to one specific wrestler, especially based on this style of match. You know, um, I don't know if it's the best match for him, but I have a hard time not putting Killer Kowalski into this. So, 
Killer Kowalski is in here, but he is not uh, going to last long. Um, even in his prime, this was not the sort of match that he would have excelled at, I don't think. So um, I want to be very, very clear that this is happening because I'm counting on you to uh, put in Sammy and I'll be the one who takes the heat for for the tragic death um both tragic death entrances on here and we're gonna go ahead and bring in mr benoit now oh that takes some weight off of me um <laughs> i did that for you but i do expect you to be the one who puts in sammy yeah okay um yeah here's the deal with benoit we said it earlier he 100 percent belongs in in any talking about greatest Canadian wrestlers of all time. Um, he belongs with an asterisk, um, but it, there simply was, and and to this day, it, I'd be hard-pressed to point out a wrestler, a technical wrestler that surpasses him from skills to Um I'll go ahead and put Sami Zayn in now. Uh, uh, I mean, he, the dude deserves to be in this. Mm-hmm. He does, and you know it's kind of one of those. We're, we're now to the point where, if I if <laughs> I wait, um, we're gonna have four each, eight total entries left. But if I wait too much longer to put them in, then we're uh, we're putting them in at at number thirty. You know that's that's, that's too late. Guy that good that, uh, a win. Yeah, that's too late to put this guy in, in my opinion. So this one here, number twenty two, is is a good spot for a Sami Zayn to come in. Yeah. Be able to cause some havoc but then still get eliminated towards the end so um i have made it my personal goal to include one more woman i think i'm going to do it here at 23. okay uh I'm, I'm trying to decide which one of the two it will be um it's tough for me because one of them has is is a very good wrestler and one of them is a very good uh wrestling family <laughs> um so I'm just gonna tell you I've locked in my my uh, guess for who you're gonna finally choose. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, if I'm right. Well, I, I'm sure that you you are you know that Natty's in the conversation because it's the wrestling family. <laughs> but um, I really enjoy this character right now on AEW. Um, I really really enjoyed her early feud, which she was the one who had to carry. So, um, this may be our second AEW, or our, our first AEW and only AEW woman, woman on this, and it's going to be Allie. Well, that actually um, surprised me, because that was not the one I was thinking you were going to choose. So, but that's fine. Who did you think I was choose? I'm just I, I was fairly certain you were going to put Taya Valkyrie in there. No, no, um, I didn't. So, that's a so. great choice, though, for later. Mm-hmm. That's that's one to hold on to, and that way we have five women in this. Yeah, so I that's why I was. And we leave out Natty, which would really piss off our Canadian. Yeah, the the only way that it would be more fun to piss him off is is if some way we could make an argument that Naomi belongs in here, but choose not to put her in here. Unfortunately, Naomi doesn't have any Canadian ties that I can find, so I uh, can't, can't do that. Nope, can't. nope, 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 nope. Can't make it with an input loop. So for me, for pick number uh, 24, right? Ooh, interesting. That means Allie was number 23. Yeah. 27 is the most, the winningest position. 
I, I gotta be honest, I gotta look at that stat to see if it still holds up. I it may not now. Because it was it was a very like a couple of years ago I looked at it and it was a very weak edge still to twenty seven and no twenty seven has won since then. So it still may be technically the most common because I don't think they've repeated a number more. But anyway. Yeah, twenty seven was like at four though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, would only, it wouldn't take much for something to change that. it up. Um, oh, which one? Like I say, there's so many potential options that I'm like, oh, I do this one. No, no, let's do this one. No, we got to do this one. And I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, man. I'm trying to figure out, because we have six total left. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, sorry, you're doing number 24. So seven total left. Um, and I am looking at this, and I see seven names that I feel like should be in there, and I know I'm missing some. You know, <laughs> like, like I feel like we're gonna mess up and leave out some really decent wrestlers here. I didn't know yeah. Santino was from Canada, though. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the deal. I mean, it's it's. I'm okay with leaving Santino out, but I'm I'm okay with Santino not making it. <laughs> um. I just like I I, I I sit here and I look and I'm like, well, I mean, frankly, uh, interesting. I, I got I got actually something because there's a very interesting one that popped up for me, and now I've got to got to go down a rabbit hole um, to figure out why he's on this list and not, and why his sibling is not on this list because if his sibling has a tie to it, then. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, I get it. So this is kind of the opposite of of the uh, rock that the rock thing. This is someone who's neither of his parents were Canadian, but he happens to be born in Canada, which explains why his brother is not on the list because his brother, with the same parents, was born in America. Okay, so I think that rules him out. So he's not on my list. Who was it then? Uh, Lanny Poffo. Oh, really? Yeah, he was born in Canada, but his parents weren't Canadian. And that's why I was like, well, if, if he's on the list of Canadians, why is Macho Man not on the list of Canadians? Because Macho Man was born in Florida. Who's older? Was it Randy? Um, Now I got to go back to him to, to figure it out because I've already closed him. And I want to say I thought Lanny was uh, older. But nope, real life younger brother of Macho Man. So Macho was older. Uh, 1954 for Lanny, 52 for Macho. So two oh. years older. Macho. There Anyways, there, there, there we went down one of our rabbit holes. So let's uh, reel <laughs> it back. Back to uh, what we were actually talking with uh, Canadian professional wrestlers to throw into this. And God, it's just so tough. I want to. Like you said, there's like a dozen that I want to put in and making not the that, choice. Not that I'm going to insult any of the... That's not an insult to the ones that we have in. Yeah. Like, it just... It, there's a reason that we talk about Canadian professional wrestling with um, a, a sort of sense of awe. Is that for for a country with as few total people in it, and I... I I say that coming from a country with 320 million people in it. Um, Canada with is several states in that country mm-hmm. having more population than all of Canada. Yes. Um, Canada has managed to put out a surprisingly large percentage of 
top tier professional wrestler. Yes. Um, and and you could argue some of it has to do with Calgary and and Stu Hart, you know. But there's still a lot of them that ha- don't have ties to the heart. What's that? You said Stu Hart's your guy? Okay. Nope. Uh, nope. I did not say <laughs> Stu Hart's my guy. I did not say it. Um, <laughs> you know, I th- I think to the modern wrestling fan, this is going to sound like a weird choice. But I think Pat Patterson's got to be in there. I would wholeheartedly agree. It was tough for me not to be the one. Um, there was another guy who is in that same era that is gonna fit in that category pat patterson's the first ever intercontinental champion mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot to be said for pat patterson um the guy i'm gonna say is in that again in that same era gets a lot more uh pomp and circumstance unfortunately even though pat patterson was probably uh better overall man i wouldn't say better overall wrestler um had more phases to his career i guess i would say but uh it would be tough not to include dino bravo in this mm-hmm so that's your choice, just to make sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I typed it in as your choice, but I was like, you know, I probably better uh, verify that that is 100% um, Now, we're getting to a point where I'm going to be really pissed if somebody wasted on, like, Rene Dupree or something like that. Um, <laughs> like, it, it, like I say, it's, it's really tough. But, uh, well, I mean, to, to throw out a couple that I don't think are going to make the list, um, I would put money that neither of us choose one of these last five picks on someone like an Eric Young or a Tyler Breeze. And you um, want to. I mean, I but, really want to put Eric Young in there. Yeah, and I'm I'm basically that way with Tyler Breeze. Like, I do think he belongs in there, but, and that's where the but comes in, but there are so many other people that I think uh, deserve to be in there as much or more than him that that it's hard for me to throw his name out there you know what i mean at this point like if we were doing a 50 man battle royal you know i might be able to get to uh him. it's it's kind of the same thing with like tyson kid you yeah. know you know and some of this comes out like tyson kid some of it comes down to his career was so short uh because of injury that it's it's hard to hold him up to the same level as some of these other people who lasted 30 40 years even if from a skill standpoint tyson kid would be up there above i mean tyson kid was more skilled than killer kowalski you know sure but but killer kowalski had a impact on bigger impact you know um like there's a large part of me that wants to put crazy steve in because i think crazy steve is awesome um but there's probably a large chunk of wrestling fans out there who don't pay attention to impact wrestling who don't even know who crazy steve is yeah well i'm an indie uh, my my next pick is an indie circuit guy so um i'm i'm gonna ruin our own theories on that because i agree with you except for this one guy yeah i god jeez like this is i i'm kicking myself for this choice or this this uh challenge just in general because it really just set me up to go oh no this guy oh no this guy um you kind of wish that you had said no women yeah <laughs> that gives five more male wrestlers like, then I, would make it yeah right right now I, I i can't help but think ronnie garvin deserves to be in uh, okay and so that's my choice okay fair enough I can't help but think on the indie circuit, I, 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 is, there's no wrestler that really pops more 
on the Canadian list that's currently on the indie circuit for me than RJ City. <laughs> I love RJ City. That was done for you about making sure that he made it in because I really think also interesting little fact he came in just now at number 27 by accident (laughs) I love RJ City I I replied to one of his tweets today because news came out that um, uh, they're they're talking about doing a live action Powerpuff Girls movie and no and he, he tweeted out that he's petitioning uh, for the role of him, the androgynous um, uh, crab clawed villain, uh, <laughs> and and I just commented on it. I said I wholeheartedly support this. Uh, I'm there for that 100. Uh, <laughs> percent So so I'm all for RJ City getting in here. Um, and I, unfortunately, I think both of us. As much as we love RJ City, uh, we'd have a hard time. And and him coming in at 27, can we really argue that he's going to win? Ah, geez, that's a little tough. <laughs> um, might ruin it. I might have ruined that part. Uh, and I can yeah. tell you right now, hands down, there's somebody. there. I have at least four wrestlers that I think should be on this left. And so um, I can tell you right now, hands down, there's somebody there's going to be honorable mentions available there there's 100% going to be honorable um god it sucks so bad i hate myself why I hate you too. why did i put myself in this position uh, <laughs> i should have just had you do it just all you and then i would <laughs> then you could be like you're an idiot you're an idiot. You, you didn't out. put these people in. God. <laughs> you left out Abdullah the Butcher. I'm not. By the way, I'm not putting Abdullah the Butcher in. So if you really want him in that bad, um, that's on you, bud. Like I say, for Abdullah the Butcher, so much of that comes down to just the fact that um, this is not this is not the sort of uh, role for him. You know what I mean? I, I kind of want Ivan Klov in, but he's not going to be in. I, can, I, I already feel like he's not going to be in. Yeah. Um, I'm uh God, it's just so it's so tough. I there's there's so much of me that wants to go with one of these older old school wrestlers that you or somebody. It's it's tough knowing that both his kids are two of his sons are in, but I don't think I would. I don't think Stu's gonna make it, and that's sad. Yeah, I don't I don't think he is either. I, mean, um, less, I only have one, so yeah, um, this is tough for me. That's why I and you know with these two picks. We're we're in this uh, tough thing now where we're like, uh, hey, you know, we got to pick some people that are going to uh, going to be good because these are our last one or two picks. But at the same point, uh, it's it's so tough. Like there's there's some of these old school wrestlers that I really think deserve to be in here. But my brain is like, can I really justify putting him in above so and so? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and so there's some some of these that are left. Uh, I could justify putting them above. One of my early picks was Ginger, Ginger Mahal. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously he's not one of the 30 best Canadian wrestlers of all time. The The idea behind that was to have a jobber in there to take the fall that, that you would have had Santino take as well. So... You know, but at this stage of the game, you want you don't want that anymore. You want your tires. You want your, uh, which is a, a dilemma for you as well. Um, 
because you know sexist um anyway uh you want some of those others that that could be in and maybe i should have chose taya over you know ali but i wanted ae dubs in oh god i'm i think i'm gonna kick myself if he doesn't make it in this list uh rick martell that's a good choice that's a really good choice I like he was one of those that I was like, if he doesn't make it in the list, I I can't seem to justify anyone else, you know, so, if he's not in. But at the same point, there's uh, the the choice I'm going to make here is about honoring the heart dungeon dungeon because we have done a little bit of bashing on a couple heart dungeon people that that probably could reasonably be in this. Um. I feel like only having three members of the Heart Dungeon between Benoit, Owen, and Brett on here um, hurts the fact that Canadian wrestling was built by Stu Hart. I think not having Stu in there um, hurts a little bit too. Uh, and I'm not going to choose Stu because Stu's legacy is not his in-ring time himself, but what he created from other wrestlers. But I do believe that um, giving... Canadian fan, our Canadian listeners, a choice between father or daughter, I would say well over, well over half would put Anvil. So um, I'm going to go ahead and make my last choice be a uh, dungeon member who is not an actual heart, um, who married a heart, but is not an actual heart. And Anvil's going to go in over his daughter. I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> uh, I also really like him this late. Really like him this late because he's a game changer this late in the match. You could have him versus an exhausted Brett. You know, I mean, this this could get really good. God, and now I'm in the same yeah. dilemma you have, which is who do I put last? Who who do I use my last pick on? Because uh, now you have to think about the actual match too. You don't just go, well, this guy's good and he's, I think he deserves to get known, um, or this guy sucks, and but there's something to be said for and a quality jobber. One thing I will um, point out just for, for fans that are listening, uh, Jim Neidhart is probably about the only exception to a rule uh, from a from a pure physical standpoint jim neidhart is actually not canadian but he is so tied to canadian wrestling he wasn't from canada he wasn't born in canada nope he was apparently born in california i had to look it up because i was like ah gee but i i still think he counts because he is so tied to canadian wrestling yeah he was trained in canada he came out of canada you know um he was billed as canadian mm -hmm. Uh, you know and that's the deal it's like he, he he was a football player who played for the Oakland Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys. And then after he was released, he went up to Canada to train with Stu Hart. And and so if it wasn't for Stu Hart, he wouldn't have ever been a wrestler. So I think I, I, I did make pull it because. <laughs> yeah. So I I really do think that he counts even he he's the opposite of what I was saying with Lanny Poffo saying just because he was born on Canadian soil doesn't make him Canadian. Um, the character of Jim the Anvil Neidhart was born on Canadian soil. And is known for being Canadian. Is known for, yeah, that. So um, I, you know, I, I 
felt like I had to at least bring that up because I knew there was probably at least some, one person out there going, well, Jim, the Anvil Night Art's not Canadian. And yes, I want to point out, I know, we know that he's not Canadian, um, but he's still so tied to Canadian professional wrestling that... Uh, because, he, because he's so heavily tied, I did not know that before that. Mm-hmm. So, and I could have looked up, but I didn't. So, um, so for me, the last, who do I put in as final? The number 30 to come in. If you really wanted to piss people off, I mean, Sean obviously had one of his best wins in Canada. So, yeah. Yeah. He's so, in so many of them. But don't do that. Please, God, don't do I, that. I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to uh, kind of stream of consciousness talk about some of the wrestlers that I want to put in here and probably are not going to. Um, but it. Hello, it, ladies. Yeah. Val Venus is, is someone who you could make an argument belongs on this list. I. I think there are a lot of people who would say he's he was a gimmick, not a wrestler. Um, I think his skills in the ring were um, better than his gimmick allowed him to show off. Um, I would agree with that. He he, he kind of got overshadowed by his gimmick. Um, I mentioned before Tyler Breeze. I would love for Tyler Breeze to be on this list in some way or another, but uh, but it's tough to justify Tyler Breeze. I think Sean Spears could very arguably be on this list. I think three three to seven years down the line, he will be. Yeah, that's kind of what I come down to, is I, I just not sure if he belongs on this list right now. Um, I think Steve Carino very that was another one. Yep. could be on this list. Um, but do I put him on in number 30? That's tough to do. You know, uh, um, I mean, there there's some AEW wrestlers, like I said, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno are both Canadian, but again, they're still early in their careers. It's hard to really make an argument for them to be on this list when there are so many other great wrestlers that could be on this list. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, we've got Tiger Ali Singh that arguably could be on this list. And I just don't know if I can do it. You know what I mean? Um, Well, and then that British Columbian school of wrestling is not what the Calgary school of wrestling mm -hmm. was. The Victoria area where Tiger Ali Singh and uh, he ended up training, you know, obviously Ranjay and the Singh brothers. Um, He trained gender, um, you know, the the British Columbian group or training school um, style, I guess doesn't get as much credit i guess as as a lot of the others do um and i would contest that even though tiger alley singh is a better wrestler than gender gender's been bigger mm-hmm. god that sucks to say out loud yeah it's really you know it, like say i mean there's even there's even others like uh bobby rude and he's he's in the toronto classes and he's he's from um, the same area as uh as uh yeah uh nice. Edge and Christian and stuff like that. I think they they all wrestled on the same circuit over there. Yeah, I could make some arguments for him. Um, I mean, you know, we we've got the other Olets that potentially could be on there, uh, but I'm not going to. You know, John Tenta 
John Tenta, the problem is... At 30, is unbeatable. Well, yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. The problem with John Tenta is they never... They never really allowed him to be anything other than a gimmick. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense to you. Like the closest thing that he had a shot at at being huge for, um, he never really got a shot shot at being huge for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every time they'd throw a gimmick at him, and then and then he'd just kind of be that gimmick, and it was almost uh, almost just a, a a laugh gimmick you know what i mean yeah. uh and and so it's hard to argue that he belongs on this really without you know saying hey uh he was he was really i mean he was the shark for dungeon of doom you know oh he was earthquake he, you know he he was always these gimmick characters rather than john tenta than john tenta who could actually kick ass um, and I, I do really think he potentially could have been a big name, a big character at some point on his own, but he was never really given that shot. And that's why it's a little tough to put him on this list because they never gave him a good shot to prove himself. Um, there's so I would many... say the way we talk about this, if you look at the list that we have here before you pick your 30th person, there have been named in this list... I would say five guys that that could be in the argument for goat. Um, one of which had an, an early demise, and and we're not gonna live too much in that Benoit land because it's too easy to live it. But you know, between obviously Jericho is solidly in the conversation for that, and so is Brett. Um, you know, those those two, it's easy it's easy to compare their careers with flares easy to compare their, their careers with Flair, um, who is widely considered the GOAT minus Chris Jericho. You know, Edge is solidly uh, able to be in that argument. And then obviously Kenny Omega is young and his career has been so good that people are already throwing him in that conversation too. You know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's... It, it, you're right. It does make it very, very difficult. Uh, you know... As as I look through and I go through all of these names and I swear and to God, if it's Abdullah Butcher, I'm gonna it's I'm not gonna, gonna be Abdullah Butcher. Slap you. One hundred percent guarantee you, it's not Abdullah Butcher. Okay. Um, I'm, guys I'm gonna. Murder. I mean, that's that's. Yeah. Well, I'm. That, that I'm. Stop me on other ones, so we'll move yeah, on. I'm. I am one hundred percent, one hundred percent gonna get crap for this. Um, I, I, I don't know who else I would put in here. And I, a name keeps jumping out at me on the list that I'm like, you know, I think he had every chance to be a great, um, but just like Tyson Kidd, things got in the way of him being a great. And so I know there are going to some people be some people who jump on me for putting him on the list. Back up. Go ahead and put Abdullah the Butcher on. Don't, <laughs> don't put Davey Boy Jr. on here. It's not Davey Boy Jr. Okay. It is... Uh, it's it's test back up go ahead and put Abdullah <laughs> on here i like you say i know people are gonna give me crap for it i i 100 know it um but i think it i think he was he in many ways he was the roman reigns of that era um he uh, the fans felt like he was being pushed on him too much and i don't think they gave him a shot did and i think he was do better. your Sami Zayn pick i did Sami Zayn. yeah 
Sami Zayn was number to 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 um yeah twenty yeah twenty two. Um, I just think God, I'd have been happier with Eric Young. <laughs> I think, and, and like I say, I, it's it's so tough for me to. Ch- I I really wanted to uh, throw out there Rick Bognar just just for a short period of time just to see if uh, uh, if people caught on that he was fake Razor Ramon, and that's really the only thing he had under his belt. Gee. But uh, but I didn't do it. But I just like I don't know. Man, you had Bobby Roode. You had had uh, just lots. <laughs> I, I, the thing with tests that keeps coming out at me, and uh, I mean, it makes me kind of uh, a a liar. You still had Ty of Valkyrie, dude. I still had potentially Ty of Valkyrie. There were so many options for me to put on this, and. Uh, and and Tess just kept jumping out at me because it's it's the same thing with Tyson Kidd, but I really felt like Test had all the ceiling in the world, and because the fans couldn't get behind him uh, when he was first pushed on us, it I don't know I don't think he wins. I'm I'm gonna 100% say he's the person to come in number 30 and look like oh my goodness it's the big guy who's gonna come in and win, and and he gets eliminated you know in in just a few moments not like super fast elimination but you know what i mean doesn't have a chance to uh go too far so i i don't think he wins i don't even think he makes it to the final four um i know i said we weren't gonna 100 percent book the the winning the ending for this because i think that's gonna be half the fun is uh the the, uh wbu universe no that doesn't sound right to say it that way uh the the WBU Academy. Uh, those of you out there listening, think about our list and and tell us who you think is going to survive, who's going to be eliminated, and who's going to win in the end. And yes, I 100% agree. It's not going to be Test. Uh, but I just like my brain was like, I gotta put Test in, and I kept coming back to him. Didn't put in Killer Kowalski. I did put in Killer Kowalski. Oh, I thought you didn't. Nope, I put him in after you put in Jacques Rougeau. Or Jacques Ruggio. Raugo. Ragugis. Ragugis. Ragugi. Jacuzzi Ragugi. Jacquez? <laughs> yeah, uh, if he pronounced the name Jacquez, he would never get a job in America because that's a black name. That, w- that was a joke about racism in America. I'm pointing it out because I don't want people to think I'm serious about it. <laughs> I'm pointing out how, statistically speaking, people with names that uh common people identify as quote a black name get hired at a less high frequency than people with uh the same same resume and a air quotes white sounding name uh but anyways enough Don with my political Alex commentary list and, and I, I wish he had um oh no i like i say 100 percent. i'm gonna i'll go through the list and say the names that really i think bel- should get on list. canadian did you know that um, somehow or another, I think I did. I wouldn't have. I mean, I wouldn't have thrown him on this list. But... No, but, but like, I mean, just going through alphabetically names that I really think belong, could have been on this list and didn't make it on this list. I mean, we, we all know how big of a fan I am of the North in impact wrestling. So Josh Alexander and Ethan page both should have been on this. could have been on this list and weren't right. Um, 100%. I debated on Klondike Bill uh, just because he's such a huge name 
in the classic wrestling. Uh, I mentioned Tyler Breeze before that really should have been on this list, but I couldn't quite justify putting on here. Um, Don Callis uh, really could be uh, on this list because he was a performer, former wrestler um, as Cyrus or, or but, but in the end, uh, he's most known as a commentator and executive. So that's why he didn't really make it on the list. I mentioned Steve Carino could have been on this list. Um, uh, Cody Deaner is a current wrestler that really could be on this list that uh, can't really justify. Um, you know, um, Dwayne's dead. Dwayne's right. dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know. Yeah. I didn't or Ron Garvin. I didn't even realize that he had actually beat Ric Flair at one point for the title. Now, now I'm going to point out I did put Ronnie Garvin on here. Oh, did you? Yes. Shows um, how well I, I must have fallen asleep. I wasn't paying yep, attention. Num- number twenty-six. Oh, okay. Ronnie cool. Garvin got on here, so I I did make sure to get him on here. But Terry Garvin, Absolutely. you could have made an argument uh, just because they were tag team champions together a lot. You know, um, I mean, keep going. We we mentioned Stu Hart. You make an argument for him being on here, even though he wasn't known as a wrestler, more as a trainer. But I mean, uh, Christ, there's there's all of these names under Hart here, and you could make an argument for a lot of them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You can for most of them. I mean, yeah. Luna, Luna's not on there. L- Luna Vachon, yep. Uh, In terms of women with an impact, I mean, that's... Uh-huh. I, I did seriously think about Luna Vachon for for number 30, just from a standpoint of, of throwing a, a big old wrench into things, but uh, but Ivan Koloff, you know, could have been on here and, and didn't put him on. I mean, there's, there's... We could almost make an entire 30-man rumble part two with names that we didn't put on this. So no matter who I chose for number 30, uh, there was going to be some pushback for it. Um, about the only one that, uh, from this Wikipedia page of professional wrestlers from Canada, that I don't think anyone would argue that it should be on here is Tom McGee. Um, isn't that the rooster or whatever it is? Uh, no, Tom, no, Tom McGee, um, really only had a couple matches, um, he's the one that the the famous lost Bret Hart tape that came out last year was. Bret Hart had a match at a house show with Tom McGee, and it was kind of Tom McGee's tryout with WWF at the time. And uh, Vince McMahon thought Tom McGee had all all of the look, and oh. he did. He, he had all of the the physical capabilities for for a wrestler. He was a former world champion powerlifter and strongman. Um, and, and he could not wrestle for shit. Uh, and somehow or another, Bret Hart was able to pull out a decent match out of him. And, and that is giving all sorts of credit to Bret Hart. No other wrestler could have pulled out this match for this guy. Um, so there's no reason for Tom McGee to be on the, the list. That's about the only name, uh, from this that you couldn't make some sort of argument should be on the list. Um, but like Santino Morello, you and I both said uh, we don't want him on our list, but that's not because he's not a good wrestler and, and couldn't justifiably be on the list. It was more just from a standpoint of the number of other wrestlers that could be on this list that really needed to, to you know, belonged before him, right? Yeah. Um, 
and yeah and 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 humbly i'm gonna go ahead and say if if centino was the other person on this podcast right now he would probably say no man i'm not one of the 30 best canadian wrestlers of all time mm-hmm. i mean canadia puts out a lot of great wrestlers yes yeah, i did it i did it and i yes. believe that <laughs> canadia is good at making wrestlers yes it's like a wrestling factory wrestling and hooky factory yeah hockey. sorry <laughs> maybe hooky too i don't know uh but i mean i seriously you mentioned bobby Roode, but i mean really it could have been on this uh the other rougeau or rugios uh, could, could be on there you know and so i mean uh, there are Jock rougeau senior Mm-hmm. The there, there, there are a whole lot of of people who legitimately could be on this list that we had to make a choice to uh, to not put on this list for one reason or another. Um, uh, and at number thirty, I I had to make a choice, so I did that. But but once again, I one hundred percent don't think he wins. He's he's the red herring, the big man to bring in at the end to make you think, oh, he's gonna fuck shit up, and then he doesn't. Okay, well that was that was a slog. <laughs> it was, Thought it was that'd fun. be more fun than it was. It's not. I think I think it was respect Canadian wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it it was it was fun. I'm not gonna say it wasn't fun, but it was also painful. So let's move on to something that hopefully is more fun. We are going to do our game, Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. I'm going to give D.A. Fabe a list of three WWE wrestlers. He's then afterwards going to give me a list of three WWE wrestlers. Maybe. Who knows? We change the rules sometimes. Um, That he will need to relocate to a different company, right? Either Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. So the first round, the choices going to D.A. Fabe are... Uh, three people involved in a storyline all together right now on WWE that um, I think all three of us, all three of us, I think both of us would agree are um, vastly being underused by WWE. Uh, so it's going to be a lot tougher, though, because they've got very similar skill sets. We've got Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, and Ricochet. Um, okay. If this list happens a year ago... It's very different than it is now, and that's hard to say, but the facts are the facts, and that fact is that this list, the, uh, this this group, Mustafa Ali's been stagnant for a while, um, or he would have been AE-dubs. Um, so I'm going to take Ricochet to AE-dubs, mostly because they... I think they get rid of the You better believe they get rid of the No, Ricochet's style, Ricochet's pop, Ricochet's everything about Ricochet says AEW me right now. But I do think I think a year ago it would have been Mustafa Ali, I would have said there. The real difficulty is neither Mustafa Ali Ali, Arlie. Yeah, that's right. Still paying homage to our Canadian co-host. Uh, you know, that's the great thing about that joke is is we can just write it off whenever we misspeak. Um, <laughs> just be like, yep, that's right. Making fun of JLB again. Uh, so, I said Ring of Honor. 
<laughs> ha, 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 that was that was JLB. That's oh, yeah, that's that's totally us making fun of him. Oh, oh don't you know? Oh, it, don't you know? Or, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, um, the the difficult part to this is that neither Cedric Alexander um, nor Mustafa are I almost said it again. Ali, Mustafa Ali, <laughs> Ali. Um, really do gimmick wrestling exceptionally well, but neither does Ricochet. So the the hard part is finding a way to put somebody into um, Impact. That said, uh, I I would say that Impact can give one of these guys a, re- uh, a gimmick, one of these wrestlers a gimmick, and I, I would say Cedric Alexander is the most in need of a gimmick. Um, so I, I'm going to put Cedric Alexander to impact to for character development reasons, not because of his wrestling skills or anything like that. I don't think any of these guys really fits the wrestling styles of impact. Um, but I do think that, that I, that it would really enhance Cedric Alexander to, uh, get in front of, uh, some, some impact writers. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I think uh, Mustafa Ali really, he could be the next coming of Daniel Bryan if you give him some time in, in ROH. Um, he's that that good. Uh, the injury really derailed a lot of momentum there. Um, and so I'm going to have Mustafa Ali go to um, ROH. Uh, just to just to restart his career, it, it, it has not. I just don't think he needs a gimmick as much as as Cedric Alexander. Um, and right now, I think the hot hand needs to go to the hot company, and so that's why Ricochet uh, goes to uh, uh, AEW. As much as I really think Mustafa Ali could land at any of the three for the same reasons, um, I just. I think ROH is the best place to really kick, re-kickstart your career, um, a la Daniel O'Brien. Daniel, Dan, Daniel O'Brien. Hoo-wee! Drinking Don't Canadian. You know, Daniel O'Brien. Don't you know? <laughs> Daniel See, it works. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, not that any, anyone was asking, but I would probably go different. Um, I'm asking. I want to know. Uh, Ricochet in the X Division is... Oh, that's fun. Is tons of fun. So Ricochet to Impact. Um, I, the only way that I think we're the same is I think Mustafa Ali to Ring of Honor. Uh, I think Cedric Alexander could do wonders in AEW. Uh, his lumbar check finisher. There's a character there, though. His finisher is fantastic. Here's the right right now for AEW. They've got a ton of wrestlers that don't have a character other than I'm a really good wrestler, Um, which might be might be a weak spot for uh, AEW from some people's perspective. But I think, frankly, I mean, the fact that his wife has big swole also might play into it a bit. So, uh, but just having Cedric Alexander there, I, I, I just uh, Cedric Alexander versus uh, Nick Jackson match could be insane. Cedric Alexander versus Darby Allen, a person whose finisher is throwing someone up and landing on their back, versus a person whose finisher is jumping back first at someone. <sighs> 
Well, come on, that writes itself. <laughs> there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so that's the way I would go. But I specifically chose those three because even though they're very different in some ways, they have very similar skill sets. And those three wrestlers, you could almost plug and play them in any combination. And oh yeah, I really think they're underutilized in WWE. Uh, probably partially because of their sizes uh, and partially because Vince McMahon doesn't doesn't care for flip-de-doo wrestling. He wants old school big man hoss battle. So anyways, so who do you got for me? Oh, um, I think I want to do call-ups. So uh, unfortunately for you, one of yours is going to get used again um, because I'm going to do uh, three recent call-ups from call outs from NXT called downs from NXT um, so I am going to use Ricochet again um, and I'm going to use uh, Keith Lee because that's the obviously the most recent call up um, and I'm going to use Aleister Black Oh, I had an idea to tell you through Alistair Black there, and now I gotta rethink a few things. That's why I threw a curveball at you, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because I was gonna take the easy way with Ricochet and say, come on, man, Ricochet in the X Division. But then you throw Alistair Black, and my brain goes, oh, but Alistair Black in Impact could be a ton of fun. Just his character. You've got Rosemary, who's a demon. Uh, you know, there could be a lot of fun to be had there. Fun will be had by all. Yes. So, um, so I think I go with Alistair Black to Impact. Um, because like you say, Impact's a little bit better right now with kind of crazy gimmick, you know, crazy character. Um, not that he's super crazy by any means, but you know, right now, uh, AEW kind of focuses a little bit more on uh, reality-based sort of wrestlers, if that makes any sense. Yes, I know. I'm talking about the company that has a guy who wrestles with his hands in his pockets, but <laughs> but there's there's no supernatural part to that gimmick. You know what I mean? No. So um, so uh, Alistair Black to Impact, um, Ricochet to Ring of Honor because uh, his flip-to-do style would go really well in Ring of Honor and did go really well in Ring of Honor when he was there before. So, so... It also went well in Impact. Yeah, also went well in Impact. It goes well any place. And so he he could plug and play any place. But right now, uh, especially with them screwing up his music and making him wear big old uh, baggy pants uh keith lee to aew where they treat him right is uh my choice there fair enough put him put that man in some tight clothes again yeah seriously i want to see that man wait 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 that was coming out wrong um yeah i i want to know he belongs in that sounds a little i don't know if there's a great way to say it so uh just just don't put him in the flappy Samoa <laughs> Joe pants. That's all I'm saying. Um, Those shorts of Samoa Joe's. Ugh. Yeah, Samoa Joe's shorts bug the crap out of me for basically the same reason. Like, come on, man. I think Keith Lee could pull off a, a, a John Cena-style short. Yeah. Maybe in all black. Yep. Maybe not quite as long of jean shorts, yeah. but... Yeah. 
But yeah, no, I think he could pull that off. Um, apparently, he, Vince McMahon thinks sense. otherwise. So, I think he, I, in fact, I think he could even pull off, you know, uh, 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 Jeff Hardy esque pants if he wanted to. They literally chose the worst possible shorts. Heck, he could pull off a singlet like Otis. No problem. Yeah. Right? King Kong know. Bundy singlet. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. not as much thigh. I don't know if yeah. I'd want to see that much thigh. Put him in a Kurt Angle singlet. You yeah. Know, one that's only, like... only one strap. Yep. One strap. Make a difference. Yeah. Then he's, then he's Tarzan. I got an idea. Have him wear the same stuff he wore in NXT. Yeah, exactly. The same. That's that's brilliant. We change him by keeping him exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and while we're at it, right, why don't we just have the same music? You could. Or if you wanted to change it, make it bigger. You know, like an actual song. It's almost like we did something about this on our podcast. Yeah. Almost like, you know, we've already talked about how it was a shitty new song and shitty, shitty shit. Um, not that anybody asked, but I'm also going to go ahead and, and give my answer here. Um, I really like the idea of Ricochet in AEW. So Ricochet is going to AEW. Um, I want to see Keith Lee move so bad. It's not even funny. I really do. Like, I think Keith Lee's going to go to uh, Impact, and, and uh, I feel like I'm wasting Alistair Black. But, you know... A striker style like his versus the flip-de-doos in, in ROH could be a lot of fun. And and he brings a ton of character development to a brand not really known for character development. So, yeah. <laughs> Alistair Black's ROH. Oh, I crap. Get... You fell asleep on that one. <laughs> no. No, I here's the deal is... Um, with your choices, there's there's almost no wrong answer. Because as much as I wanted uh, Keith Lee in AEW, where where I feel he'd be used right, tell me you don't want to see Keith Lee versus Moose, or Keith Lee versus Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, Keith, do or, that there. Or uh, Keith Lee versus Willie Mack. Willie yeah. Mack's like a, a smaller Keith Lee. Um, there's a whole lot of it. Keith Lee versus Sammy Callahan could be a ton oh, of fun. Gosh, it'd be a blast. You know. Um, and I get it in, in AEW's Keith Lee versus Brian Cage mm-hmm. is entertainment at its finest. Yes. So. Keith Lee, Kenny Omega. We we actually talked about that last week. Having mm-hmm. Keith Lee take be the first man to kick out of the one winged angel from Kenny Omega. Yep. No, it won't happen. Nobody's ever kicking out of the one winged angel. Oh, I I am one hundred percent certain. Eventually, someone does. There's no doubt in my mind that, in fact, uh, I I would not be surprised if AEW is not building up for it right now, like planning it already. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if the person who kicks out was Hangman Page. Um, Ooh, that's beautiful. That this whole storyline of them being tag partners and slowly drifting apart and who's going to turn first eventually leads to a match between the two. And it comes down to um, is is Kenny going to hit the one winged angel or is Hangman going to hit the buckshot lariat and Kenny Omega is able to hit the one winged angel and the first person to kick out is, is Hangman Page and Kenny is just distraught like he doesn't know what to do. No one's ever done that before. And while he is including Suzuchika Okada. Yep. And 
The key to Suzuchiko Okada. Okada was that he didn't get caught by it, but once. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the deal. And so, I mean, I can see like Kenny Omega arguing with the ref. There's no way he kicked out of it. And during that time, Hangman rolls out to the outside, gets up to his feet, and then and Kenny Omega turns around and gets hit by the buckshot lariat for the one, two, three. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying I guarantee that happening, but that's. I could see AEW booking that I way. I think. I think the way that Hangman would win that though is by hitting two or three buckshot lariats, and just waiting, just waiting for him to get up so he can hit another one. Quite possibly. Knowing full well one's not going to do it for Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Not even bothering to cover. Hit him with the lariat. Immediately go outside. Wait for him to stumble to his feet. Yeah. Hit him with yep. another one. Yeah, I can get it. Um, but almost WWE esque with the F five, but but more for the oh no, I'm too smart to know, to think that he I'm gonna let him kick out of mine. I'm gonna hit it three times. <laughs> uh, I will point out that uh, Kenny Omega hit the um, one winged angel on Alan Angels on Dynamite this week, but he actually hit it in a way that I don't remember and i'm not saying he never did but i just don't remember him ever doing it instead of coming in from behind like normally he gets the person stunned with some beach rankers and then he goes behind him and he ducks down and he puts his head between their legs to lift him up on his shoulder in the electric chair position and then slips the arm under his leg and pulls the head down you know so on and so forth yep. in this one he picked alan angels up in powerbomb position and got him and got him up and then spun him around to electric chair position and then one winged angel him and i was really impressed i mean not that alan angels is a big man who would be tough to do i'm not saying that alan angels is relatively small but just from a standpoint of after all this time to come up with a a new way that i hadn't seen before of getting into the one winged angel was really kind of fun so and then afterwards, he uh, attempted to kill Alan Angel. <laughs> Alan Angel's better be thanking his lucky stars that uh, the Young Bucks were there, or Matt Jackson at least was there to stop uh, that. Because I don't, I don't know if that. Like, I know. I don't get me wrong, fans out there. I, I'm not stupid. I 100% know that they weren't ever going to actually power bomb him onto the upturned legs of an of a chair. Um, but from a totally kayfabe standpoint, that would just murder someone, wouldn't it? Like, that's just murder, <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, uh, power bombing someone onto a chair is bad enough, but upside down so the pointy legs are sticking up, that's murder. That's, you know, anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, well, fun show. Um, I think, I think we've talked long enough, uh, especially considering we talked for an hour before we started the show about totally unrelated stuff. So, um, so we'll kind of bring this to a close to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, do make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at. DA Vincent K. Fave. You can also find us on uh, Facebook at Ron Order WBU. Um, I ha- technically have an Instagram that I almost never use at Ron Order WBU. Uh, so you can go there. I recently uh, decided to pretend I'm not an old fart and actually set up a TikTok Ron Order WBU. Um, I haven't, I haven't 
ticked anything, talked anything yet. I don't know what the kids nowadays say for stuff you put on, like, like, uh, a Twitter post is a tweet, is, is a TikTok a talk? I don't know. Anyways, um, haven't put anything out yet, but I created one and, and I'm now trying to figure out exactly how I use it because I'm old. Yeah. Um, yes, wonderful. Um, but also make sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. Uh, that way you get notified every time we post a new episode. Um, you, you can also review us on Apple Podcasts five stars, just like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette had watching Double or Nothing. Um, and I can probably add, just like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette will have watching the Mojito Mayhem match at uh, whatever, the, All Out 2, I think is what they're calling it. Anyways, coming up here in two weeks. So um, we also have our Wix site in the pinned tweet or in the doobly-doos below. Uh, where you can find all the different ways to enjoy us. You can listen to the show right there. You can read our blog. You can uh, send us messages through the Wix app. Um, or, like I said before, if you uh, support us on Patreon, you get access to our Discord server where we'll interact directly with you. Uh, and you can give us all ideas and, and talk to us that way. And if you subscribe at certain levels, you can even come on this show. Um, or... You want to support us in another way? We have merch. You can head to shop.spreadshirt.com/raw and order WBU to see the merch that we have. Uh, I'm I'm working on a new one. Uh, DA Fabe hasn't heard yet because uh, he fell asleep during the uh, SummerSlam <laughs> review. Uh, but uh, no, it wasn't during the SummerSlam review. It was before the SummerSlam review. Did you not get off the phone call and then go fall asleep? No, I felt it during. The yeah, phone. and and then afterwards, you also went to sleep, correct? But but we, it, it, the the SummerSlam review had yet to start. In fact, it was about to start, and I yeah. fell asleep talking about a really great match between Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. But my point still being, then you left the phone call and then went to sleep while JLB and I were talking about SummerSlam. So it was yeah for wow. five hours. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, JLB mentioned at one point that there was no uh, Raw Underground at SummerSlam. And so I said, Summer Slumderground? So I'm thinking of making like that it. shirt. Summer Slumderground. And then I'm oh, still yeah. planning on doing a Naomi isn't good on the mic shirt. <laughs> just for JLB. He'll, he'll deeply appreciate that, I'm certain. But uh, but so head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU for our shirts. We also have some of them available as masks. So during this COVID time, you want to protect your fellow citizens. Get yourself a WBU mask and, and pop that on your schnoz and protect people and look really cool and support us that way. So um, otherwise... We will be back again this coming weekend with another pay-per-view review. And then the following weekend... So pissed. (laughs) ...with another wrestling pay-per-view review. Oh my goodness, my wife is going to kill me. (laughs) If I'm not not here next Sunday for the review, know what happened. (laughs) And and know I died doing what I loved watching a wrestling pay-per-view <laughs> I, th- I thought maybe keeping your wife happy was was the thing that you died doing 
Now, she wouldn't kill me if I kept her happy. People don't tend to kill the spouses that keep them happy. My wife listens to a lot of murder podcasts, and it's never like, they were perfectly happy together, so he killed her. I mean, sometimes when people talk about their relationships, they're like, I'd have never seen it coming. They seem like such a happy couple. Yes, and then it's always followed by, but what they didn't know was... (laughs) He ran her a bath that night with candles. And a toaster. <laughs> I was going to go there too, but I was going to wait to see if you went there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, what the hell? Ma- make sure to support us on all of the ways show. to do it. Uh, yeah, it's it's late enough. We're we're going all off onto tangents here, but um, you know, but not nearly like the SummerSlam review because uh, we probably spent half an hour at the end, JLB and I talking about comic book movies. So, um, well, welcome to Raw and Order WBU comic book review. Apparently, um, C review is what it sounded like. Yeah, well, it was DC Fandome. So. Um, which was really funny that they called it Fandome, and they had announced that months ago they were calling it Fandome, and then uh, WWE decides to call it the Thunderdome. Um, so there were two I, domes well, I, on one weekend. I think what Vince was going for was Thunderdome, and uh, again, I think he, he accidentally had our Canadian cohort uh, give him a name and accidentally made it Thunderdome, and it was supposed to be Thunderdome. No, I'm 100% certain that he uh, heard someone mention a movie that said the word Thunderdome in it, and he's never seen the movie, but he's like, ah, that's good S-word. Oh, oh yeah, Thunder. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the stuff. Um, now, that being said, I'm, I want to be... I, here we're going off on a tangent when I was trying to wrap things up and let people go on their merry way, um, but I am actually quite happy with the Thunderdome. I think it's it's brilliant. I think it's really well done for the most part, except for they need to be a little bit better at watching what's going out on screen. Um, you know, we, we haven't had any uh, dicks on the screen yet, so that's good. But we have had uh, a clan meeting on the screen, um, a, a black See, screen what? that said- I never noticed that. You didn't notice the clan? I haven't. I mean, I'm not really watching the fans when it happens. Yeah, I I missed it the first time, and then I saw a replay, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And so I had to look it up. And yeah, uh, I think someone just played a video of a clan meeting on in front of their webcam, but um, and then two different people, two different people put up pictures of Chris Benoit. <sighs> One of them was the last known photo of Chris Benoit. So, um, so there's that. So there's that. Yeah. And then there was the person who put up a black screen that just said fire Velveteen dream. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure there are some other things that I didn't notice, but those are the big ones that have been noticed. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about it, the logistics of allowing fans to, uh, put whatever up on screen you almost need to have a team of people watching the feeds with a button like you know each person has six screens in front of them and they just have a thing with six buttons in front of them and if they see something that they don't like they just press the button and it's gone no no double checking no 
verifying no whatever it's just 100 these six screens if anyone misbehaves just boom they're gone you know um and yes when you've got 300 or so screens out there that would mean a lot of people even if you were giving them 10 screens that but, still you know, would be they they catch the shirts in the audience they can catch this well, the thing is, if they're focusing too much on the shirts, then that's how they miss stuff like this. Because the clan people didn't say AEW on their shirts. So, um... No, what I'm saying is they catch the shirts in the audience at, at actual paper, or at actual events. Um, yeah. Again, with actual events, they, they can have people monitoring people as they come in, watch them come through the queue, and be like, hey, there's an AEW shirt, you need to put something else on. Um, with this, what happened is people were changing it midstream. So that's why, like I say, I think they just need, but even if you gave each person 10 screens to watch, that still means you have to have a staff of 30 people whose whole job is just to monitor these screens. And I think that's where they didn't invest enough people. Maybe they only had 10 people, and so each person was watching 30 screens, and it's a little harder to keep track of it. And maybe uh, the process for kicking someone off the screen was more than just an instant click. Maybe it took, you know, some sort of verification and send it up the road for someone else to look at it and say yes or no because they didn't want to hurt people's feelings. But I think it really just needs to be a instantaneous. You do something that we don't like, you're gone. And that happens before anyone even has a chance to notice what you did. You know what I mean? Because the clan rally was on there for a long time. No one noticed it. So, uh, like, I'm, excuse me for not knowing, but I'm not all that familiar with with exactly how a, a clan rally goes. Like, was it just a dude sitting in the white hood? Or or was there, like, like what looked to be a burning cross going on in the background? And um, was- I'm trying to remember. I don't think there was a burning cross, but it was, uh, I'm trying to find the picture of it, too. Uh, I mean, I don't want to give it more credence than it deserves. To send to you, because someone zoomed in on it. Um, but it was, I don't know, maybe it was a guy in his in his house doing it. But it... Type hood thing. Yeah, it was a guy in, in a white thing with a clan hood on. Um, and something going on in the background. The picture is, it's hard for me to tell what all is going on. But it was 100% clan hood, you know? Ugh. Why? See, why would you do that? Just um, freaking trolling bull crap. Yeah, that's where. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the deal. Is one hundred percent. It didn't need to be on there in any way, shape, or form. No, I, I do. I, I, like, I kind of wish they could. I don't cancel their membership and be like, sorry, you're not ever gonna have a membership again. You know. Well, but... and theoretically, they have ways to do that because you have to sign up with a with a membership name and all that stuff. So I bet you that person has been banned. In fact, there's a lot of uh, a lot of reports that WWE is is putting together a database of people who are now banned from events, not just future thunder thunderdomes, but from events. In the future. Oh my lord. Yeah, you just got the picture I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yep. I mean, there, there's literally no doubt about that as a clan hood. Um, the Chris Benoit things are in bad taste, but at the same point, like, sort of understandable. So, uh, so yeah, worse than the uh, clan 
one is I'm 100% glad I did uh, see this and uh, even though the footage is apparently grainy and the footage is out there uh, that you can reportedly see it but apparently someone put up um, footage of a uh, Middle Eastern beheading as well. Oh my gosh. Now, there are a couple things that play into it. They, these were all at the SummerSlam, as far as I know, which uh, complicates some things. But in your terms of service when signing up to be on the Thunderdome, uh, you agree that to a lot of things, like not showing anything inappropriate whatsoever. Um, and specifically, it says nothing at WWE's sole discretion that they deem inappropriate. So um, that's where the, you can be banned for an AEW shirt or something like that because or they think it's inappropriate. A Benoit yeah. photo. Or... Yeah, or, or a Benoit photo or a picture of a Klan rally or a beheading. Um, but even more than that, and it's not as big of a deal for SummerSlam because it's not an FCC-regulated broadcast, but reportedly they also reserve the rights to pass down any fines that the FCC might levy at them. Yeah, the hard part with that, so you do have to have a, a network membership, right? You have to have a network membership, you have to sign up um, with your name and all of this information, address, uh, time zone, all of that stuff so they can uh, properly time things. You are not supposed to share the link However, it is possible to share the link, but it is a single-use link, which means if you get a link under your name and you send it to a friend and they use it, you can't use it, um, or vice versa, right? You get a link, you use it, you can't send that link to a friend, they can't log in with it. Either. Well, and you're responsible for that link, then. And you're responsible for that link, so... so Again, for- you can lie and get into those and use a VPN so your IP address isn't trackable and all that stuff but the, the network better. membership is tough to be better well the network membership is a little tougher to fake because that's something they can verify you yes, know but you have to pay money for it. Mm-hmm. i mean you just you use a different email account you use a different credit card you use you use a yeah. one-time use walmart card. and i'm not telling people how to do this and, and yeah. dodge the system the, the thing with that that requires a lot more premeditation than i think these dumb fucks have I really think it's just dumb fucks who uh, think about what it. What I want to do? Uh, uh, I think this is fun, and uh, and so. But there, ob- these fines are like ten thousand dollars from the FCC. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I I would bet if they pass a fine down to someone that we see a legal challenge on that, and the people try to maintain that you can't hold us accountable for something going out on the air on your show. Um, but even at that point, even if there's a legal challenge and the fine fails, I think they can publicly release that person's information, though. Um, well, to sue, to sue back or to challenge it legally, you'd have to have your information released. That's my point. Is the in the end, even even if they challenge it, um, even if they challenge the fine and are successful in challenging the fine, that's still a whole lot of money out of your own pocket. Uh, just for the just thrill, for the... I guess, of putting a clan rally up on screen or whatever. So, I and I don't know that they can, I, I don't know that the FCC would levy anything freedom of speech wise for a clan rally, unfortunately, which is sad. I, I, I think the FCC could. can do it on a entertainment show, can't on a news show, on a documentary or news, okay. <laughs> And so the fact the fact is it comes down to 
Uh, if the same thing were happening with the virtual crowds on smoking on television, there. Oh yeah, and that's the old. You're that you agree to not smoke, not smoke anything. That's one hundred percent in the thing. Not smoking anything. Not a cigarette. Not pot. Not anything. Any of those things come on. Not a vape. Is that not a vape? Not a vape. Television. Yep. Yep. Nothing. So, um, so those are all things that they agree to. Um, and so 100%, I guarantee you the people who did these things are the, you know, they're figuring out the streams and, and blocking them and, and all of that stuff. But it really just comes down to guys, seriously, WWE is trying to do something fun, trying to do something to liven up professional wrestling in the age of COVID right now, when we can't have the crowds that we really want. And frankly, it looks stupid cool, right? And they are spending a ton of money to do it. They they rented out the Amway Center for the foreseeable future for this. Yeah. 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 Well, it gives so, it, it makes it so that the piped in noise that they're using doesn't hurt. Like, yeah. I, I, I have to I have to rescind a statement I made that they should pipe in noise before when there were no fans. But because there's fans there, it makes sense to have that piped in noise. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. I I think, well, here's the deal. It's the closest thing we're going to get to see for a long time to a live, fully sold out crowd. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Like, AEW has announced that shows later, um, uh, I don't know if it's uh, later this month or early next month, that they're going to start having some crowds, but 10% capacity and spread out for social distance, right? I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm starting to think maybe uh, I'd hate to see them do this, but uh, you have to do a deposit. Um, yeah, you know, something like that. I think I think there's a really deposit. You'll get the money back, but I, I think there's going to be single stream. more vetting on the, the people that they put on now because of this. Um, and they're going to be watching it closer. And, you know, I mean, maybe they should have been from the beginning. It's, uh, but my I, my biggest thing is I'm just angry at the people because WWE is legitimately trying to innovate something and and make wrestling in this shitty time a little bit better, right? Um, it made a difference. It made such a difference. It made a huge difference, and it was tons of fun. And they did they did some really great things. Like the first row of the the screens, they put lower so their heads are just barely sticking up above the yeah. the, the side. Just like if they were real people sitting in those seats, right? To help fill that in. Um, and then they put 360 degree pyro all over the place, right? That goes off when people come in. It looked awesome. And yeah, you, this is pyro you couldn't get with fans there. No, you couldn't get it with fans there. There's a risk of, of injuring them. Yeah. So this and, is, and you couldn't getting... get at at the performance center because it was too small. Yeah. So 100%. This is things that are making the experience right now better. Do I wish there were live crowds in in audience? Yes, 100% I do. I 100% because I would love to be there. They were supposed to have a SmackDown and then it got rescheduled to be Raw here in Omaha that we were talking about going to. Um, that we and, aren't going to get. <laughs> that we're not going to get because of this. And I would love... And here's the Even if they announced that, uh, hey, next week's Raw is going to be in Omaha uh, right here... And you could get tickets for free. I probably still wouldn't go because it's too early for full crowds at something like this. But but we have the ability to have something that replicates it. 
and we have the ability of something that replicates it that isn't copying another another uh, thing. Yeah, it's not right? throwing the 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 performance center athletes into the crowd. Yeah, it's it's not it's not doing the same thing that AEW did or the same thing that Impact did or whatever. It's innovating and it's really cool. And it's kind you- of doing what it, I will say. It's kind of doing what NBA did. Mm-hmm. However, I will say because they can pipe in noise in wrestling, and you can't because it might affect the game. There's something to be said for that. Well, and and I said it before when I talked about the NFL. The NFL with no crowds is going to be really different and uh, maybe even not as fun because there, there are at least two teams in the NFL, but I would argue 32 teams that bank on their crowds to impact the game. Every single team has plays designed uh, to rile up their own crowd uh, so that the opposing team makes mistakes, right? Well, I mean, you, as a defensive player, having not played in the NFL, but played in, even in in college and in high school when I played, you tried to get the crowd louder so that the snap count was more difficult the for the offense to hear. Exactly. So, um, um, and and that plays into the the reason that there's also rules high school through NFL about playing the band playing during the snap about in high school and college um, and in uh, the NFL about playing music over the speakers during the snap. Yeah, You can the, play it a lot of times, but you can't play it. Once they line the, up, you shut it off. The sound has to be organic. Um, has to come from the crowd, not... And that's where they can't pipe in sound for the empty arena shows because that's not going to work. Uh, you know, that's going to be against those rules and, and unfair. But the crowd making noise is 100% part of the game in the NFL. It's also um, part of the reason they don't that, that a lot of teams don't like to huddle. Because once yeah. they're on the line, you don't know when the ball's going to snap. Yep. So if they're lined up, you, you don't want to run the risk of, of being playing bump, 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 bump during that, you know? So, but but with WWE, you've got literally, it, this is a show. We've said it before. This is drama. And uh, when was the last time you went to a movie that didn't have a soundtrack? Sure. I'm going to tell you never. No one listening to this show right now today has ever been to a movie that did not have a soundtrack. I have. I have. And which one? Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project had a soundtrack. What? It did. It 100% no. did. Yep. It's subtle. The The soundtracks that they put in movies can be very, very subtle. But there is a soundtrack put behind it to enhance the mood. Little little strings, little, little stuff added to it. You don't notice it, but there is soundtrack to there. And, and that's because it's so inherent in creating a mood. Um, and, you know, the last movie that didn't have a soundtrack was probably 70 or 80 years ago. Uh, it says here, and that's, No Country for Old Men did. Had no, no background music. Possibly. I can't 100%. I got to be honest. No Country for Old Men bored the shit out of me. So That's um, probably why. <laughs> yeah, it could, it, that could be part of it. <laughs> that's probably the biggest one on this list that I just pulled up from IMDb. Yeah. But, but anyway, sorry. But anyways, and so... So the soundtrack is so important for drama, and that's where in WWE you can type, you can pipe in sound, 
you can have things hyped up and i'm 100 certain that AEW is piping in some sound now too um and and the reason is if you watch being the elite they'll show footage from some of the wrestlers in the crowd and the footage from the wrestlers in the crowd does not match the sound that you heard on screen from a sound standpoint so anyways um but but that's the deal is is they're allowed to but the professional sports cannot for lots of reasons because it's a legitimate competition but that's why i'm just i'm just so pissed at these people because wwe is trying to do a good thing we bitch and moan for years about wwe not doing anything innovative not doing anything good or anything like that and then they come along and they try to do something good and innovative and we fucking piss all over it and it pisses me off because somebody wanted to be fucking funny in their own mind yes I, I'm uh, I'm not exactly 100% in with cancel culture right now uh, overall, but I 100% right now think those people uh, should find out that their entire futures are ruined because of that. I'm that pissed. You know what I mean? I'm talking about, you know, they try to try to get a job at a major corporation and those people say, well, I don't know if we can hire the person who put freaking KKK people up on screen. Oh, I thought it was funny. Nope, not funny. And we're not going to support you in this job. Um, yeah, I'm running for mayor of blah, blah, county, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? You know, you think you're going to get elected being the guy who put a beheading on TV because you thought it'd be funny? I'm pissed. I'm pissed about that because I can tell. WWE was doing something that I legitimately thought was cool, and these people are attempting to ruin it. Now, I thought it was incredible. I still think it's incredible. Uh-huh. Now, think, thank in, God that those are smaller screens. Like, it, like we had actually mentioned having pop-ups, and thank God that they aren't doing that. But, uh-huh. yep. Um, and that's the like I'm I'm all for it, and I'm I'm going to give WWE a ton of credit here because from every report, they're not going to back down from this they're not going to be like oh people ruined it let's go back to the performance center they're still going to go ahead with a few more weeks at least of of the thunderdome and they're just going to get stricter Um, this is a call to the jury you find out and you know somebody who does this shit put them on blast yep dox the fuck out of them sorry i probably shouldn't be advocating doxing no but ladies and gentlemen but, don't dox people doxing's bad okay 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 um but you know it there's there's no no put them on blast to them first give them an opportunity to resend themselves and and be better human beings and then if if they do it again man jump on that the wrestling twitter sphere is crazy and will absolutely troll the crap out of that person Yep, one hundred percent, one hundred percent on that. But anyways, we went off on a nice podcast, and we'll probably throw something out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! I'd hate to see what what Russell Talk would would do if they found out the name of somebody who did shit like that. And they're nice guys too. Yeah, I say, I say, um, we uh, uh, sick Cornette on them because I guarantee you, Cornette would be livid about that. I'm not usually on Cornette's side on anything, but that's the sort of shit that. You know, cult of cornet should be all over that too. Anyways, well, they love trolling, so yeah, maybe good. they'd like it. I don't know. But anyways, we've been trying to do the outro for uh, this uh, this FBI for I don't know twenty minutes now. 
Um, so um, I think we will go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute, plus some political commentary and then some comedy uh, stuff and some comic book stuff and then a lot of a lot of political commentary. Um, so <laughs> this has been a, a long FBI. Um, but so thank everyone for listening. We'd love to have you here. We will see you soon.